0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon depending upon when you are listening to this podcast. This is Kunal Sok and you have tuned into FC Social Echo, a platform specially curated and designed for all the poets, storytellers and musicians who can put their talent on display and help all of us reflect on the society. This podcast is brought to you by Frowning Clown, a theatre production and a YouTube channel which if you have not checked yet, please do go ahead and check it out and do not forget to like, share and subscribe. Alright, without wasting any more time, let's get started with today's podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome to yet another episode of Social Echo. This is Kunal Zog, and today we are going to talk about Gender Theory and how it impacts humans not only psychologically but also physically and emotionally. Gender theory is a theory that we the humans have created which we use to draw a difference between male and female which we also unfortunately use to discriminate people on a day-to-day basis. If a girl wants to take arts, you would let her because she doesn't really need to take education that seriously. Because at the end her job is to get married, right? Whereas if a boy wants to take arts, how dare he? He's born with the duty of becoming an engineer or a doctor and after all, he has to take care of the family. I'm sure robbers and thieves must be preferring to kidnap or steal from a girl because they're supposed to be timid and weak whereas a guy or a boy is supposed to be strong and muscular a girl is supposed to wear and like colors like pink whereas a guy is always supposed to be bleed blue and if for a change someone stands against this theory and does something opposite to what he or she was supposed to do, we won't appreciate it. Rather, we would kill that person with embarrassing comments, sexist point of views, and the most common of all, bullying. Not only by the society, by the way, but also, wait for it, by their friends and their family. Gender equality is a way Kill this age-old gender theory, and trust me, it's, it's not only limited to pay equality. It's much, much more than that. Let's—I think—let's just listen to this really well-articulated poem by Shistika, which will be difficult to listen and digest, but unfortunately, uh, is a reality for many in this world.
1: This poem is titled, I Wasn't Too Unlucky. It started at conception. The double X chromosome made a lot of decisions. That my mother would have to conceive again for want of a son. That I would be neglected because my mother was under pressure. I was too little to know the mechanisms of gender then. But now that I look back, I wonder if my mother wished she had disappeared. Oh but well, I wasn't too unlucky, you see. I was born up a middle class, thanks to my grandfathers who worked so hard to not remain farmers and my father who continued to increase the family fortune. My life was comfortable, except I was touched inappropriately at the age of four. I didn't know what that meant back then. I just knew I felt bad. He told me we would play a secret game, and being an excited child, I agreed. My life was comfortable, except I was taught to put my legs together and not show my India gate, as my class 6 teacher put it. I don't know why, but even as a 10-year-old, I understood the exact meaning of that metaphor. My life was comfortable except for the menstrual cycles that gave me unbearable cramps and migraines. For a long time, I thought that this was a secret among women, because I had never heard a word about it being spoken among men. My life was comfortable except I had to keep up with the beauty standards and be all fair. My mother prepared uptan quite religiously, and of course, it wasn't an option to gain too much weight. Not that my parents said it, but all around, I heard that boys liked pretty and thin girls. After all, it was a crushable age. I do not remember much from my childhood. The feelings associated are quite disturbed ones, but I really don't remember events because that's how early my mind had begun its suppression. I do remember being at the hospital when I was six-and-a-half, and and my father asking me if I wished for a sister or brother. Before I could reply, he turned and said, Having a brother would be really fun. And so began the illusion of choices with the birth of my baby brother. Overall, I wasn't too unlucky, you see. I was born upper-middle class thanks to my grandfathers who worked so hard to not remain farmers and my father who continued to increase the family fortune. And so, being the firstborn of the entire family, great things were expected out of me, but of course, within the gender norm. I wasn't too pressured to pursue science. I could do what I liked. I saw many classmates lose their passion because their privilege wasn't the same as mine. I studied in a girls' convent throughout my life. I'd tell you about that privilege some other time, but for now, let me tell you the stories of the women in my life. I was parented to be independent, while some others not quite. I got to go on school trips, while some others were always denied. I got to leave town for college, while some others were held back, for they were girls and not boys. I thought I had earned my success. A good college and my choice of subject, a period of unlearning changed my perception of events. My brother, now in high school, was being directed to take up science. That summer break, I asked my father, why? He said, beta, we can afford to let you study English, but your brother can't, na? That was a statement I could never digest. That's also when I noticed how my brother's shape and colour were never such important affairs. That's also when I noticed that for some reason my brother already knew that his only outlet was rage and rebellion while mine had been tears and submission. And I could never remember when did someone teach us that. But well, I wasn't too unlucky, you see. I was born upper middle class, thanks to my grandfathers who worked so hard to not remain farmers and my father who continued to increase the family fortune. No, but still, that question haunted me. How ingrained was this gender complexity? And on top of it, there were caste and class inequalities. I was reborn that year in college, as if suddenly the world had opened up. I had never known people stood in line for Tatkal on account of my father's railway quotas. I had never known that internet connections didn't come without charge. I was finally able to see the privilege I lived in with such clarity at last. And simultaneously, my gender wrote new stories as well. My campus was full of men who were never taught about consent. Just a handful of females living amidst an ocean of testosterone. Every day was a no to the same person because he didn't understand rejection ever before. Not because they couldn't, but because they were never taught to. Never taught to see women as individuals who could be independent. Never taught to see women at posts above theirs. Never taught that women were humans with the authority to say no just like them. Never taught because patriarchy was taught to our mothers and grandmothers through generations before them. Let it go. It wasn't really their fault. They couldn't do much, you see. They were under different circumstances and never had the courage to speak. Let it go. They probably thought a saviour would come and in a night would change the society. Our mothers were probably just happy to be alive. Maybe because their parents decided against infanticide or maybe because their religion forbid the killing of a child. Whatever it was, they were just happy to be alive. And so, most importantly, they taught their daughters how to survive. Save yourself. Don't fight. And their sons to be men that they had seen to be in their lives. So yeah, relatively, of course, I wasn't too unlucky, you see. I was born upper middle class, thanks to my grandfathers who worked so hard to not remain farmers and my father who continued to increase the family fortune. Now, it's up to me to set things right. This poem is
0: touching moving and unfortunately, relatable. It will definitely make you feel uncomfortable and uneasy because all of us have either done something, experienced something or at least witnessed something in our lives which was quoted in this poem. It's true that what has happened has happened. We cannot change the mindset of millions who have come before us, but we can shape the mindset of millions who are yet to come. Shustika is doing her bit and we are doing our bit through this podcast to push the envelope. Let's, let's find out what actually Shustika wants us to take away from the piece that she has written,
1: The takeaway from this poem is not something that I would like to define, but what I intended through this poem, what I intended to convey through this poem was about the gender norms, um, the situation around gender, how it is in the society and how it was before us. And if you look at it, in a way it's talking about the generations before us and the generation that we are and it also talks about privilege so there are multiple factors that i have brought into the poem the intersection of different social factors that are taken into account so i guess what the main takeaway or what i intend this poem to be is a reflection on our situation on the gender norms and what we are doing about them that's all i guess
0: well these poems are definitely gonna make me think a lot about a lot of things that are happening in my life i hope these poems help you reflect on the society and your surroundings as well because that's the main point of fc social echo Uh, With this, we have come to an end. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please let us know in the comment section below what you think about this podcast. Do not forget to like and share it with your friends and family and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Frowning Clown, because guys, it's free of cost and plus you'll get amazing podcasts and videos in future. If you want to be part of these podcasts, fill out the Google form attached in the description below. And until next time, keep smiling and let the clown do the frowning. Bye-bye. (laughs) Hmm. <laughs>